Welcome to Express Church Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We are a ministry of Arizona Message Ministry, the message to the number two dot US. We are supported financially by HaribouBooks.com. Make sure you go on there, buy some of the books that are there, donate them to your school, donate them to your church, donate them to your library so we can get the message of hope and the message of encouragement out. Enjoy the podcast. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Welcome to the Express Church Experience, another experience with God being delivered into your house, his holy word. I want to thank you again for joining us in fellowship. When the uh, doc, when we started this, the doc said that there was, the pandemic was going to be here and we needed to stay indoors, but we needed to have a way to worship God in fellowship together. Who would have known 15 or so Sundays since then? that almost 600 people would have viewed the last video. I want to thank those that have, thanks to those that shared it. Uh, we all want to come together in fellowship, being united in prayer, being united in, in spirit, even though we're separated ge- geographically, even though we're separated and some people are still uh, heeding the doctor's orders and staying inside but we want to make sure that God's word is delivered to your house. So I thank you for opening your house to you and hearing God's word. God's word that says, he says, it will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve for my purpose. You will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. That's Isaiah 55, 11 and 12. And I hope that that is the reason why you're here. I hope that's the purpose of what happens. I I come here because I want to be refreshed in God's word. I want to be able to apply it to my daily life, and I want to have the peace and joy in a very difficult life. Very difficult life that I spoke about last Sunday with a message titled, When Will It End? And it was a very difficult thing, but I got a lot of responses. I had people who... Uh, said that it was powerful. People who said it made me cry. People said it made me think. People who quoted different parts of the message saying, this is what I took out of the message. And so if you haven't seen the, the message, when will it end? Feel free to go on this YouTube channel and, and look at that one. And I hope that those that hear this one will share it because I believe this one has a, as important meaning as the last one. The last one, a song kept coming to my mind. I don't know if anybody's had that situation where a song comes in your mind, you just can't get it out. Keep song, keep song, keep song. And you're like, please go away, but it won't go away. My song that hit in my mind was Psalm 133. Psalm 133 gives time for those that want to get over to Psalm 133. It's one of the shortest psalms in the book of the Psalms, one of the shortest uh, books in chapters in the entire Bible. It's only three verses, a three-verse song in Psalm 133. I believe it's a, it's fitting for what we're going through in our society today, the division that we have, the, the people that are on the right fighting the people that are on the left. Uh, we have people of different races fighting people of different races. We have people of gender. We have all sorts of people that want to continue to fight and and divide. And this song, Psalm 133, came to me, and it says, How good and pleasing is it when God's people live together in unity. It 
It is like precious oil flowing from the head running down to on Aaron's beard, towards down towards the collar of his robe. It is as if dew is falling from Hermon, we're falling on Mount Zion. For there the Lord bestows his blessings, even life evermore. And when you hear what, what King David is saying, King David is saying, when a society lives in unity, they are like they are blessed by God and that his blessings will continue to flow down like rain that flow, flow down in this, from the highest place, which is heaven, that would flow down to us and flow down like the oil on Aaron's beard and that those blessings would go back up to heaven. How would you like to have that, that type of unity? I, that's what I want. I want a unity where God's flow and his blessings go forever and ever. After, I, I laugh because after last message, a guy named Mike called me. And Mike is with, the, with an international alliance of churches. And this international alliance of churches, he called me and he said, can I share your message? And can I uh, ask the Alliance if you'd be willing to meet with them? I, I laughed because when Mike's phone came up on my caller ID, I didn't know what it was. And when I get these random calls, I always like to answer it. This is attorney Stephen Zachary of the Zachary Law Group. And usually telemarketers hang up. So when he didn't hang up, I said, okay, this must be something important that I need to talk about. So Mike asked... How can we get involved in resolving the issues that you presented in your message? We as the church want to join you as a solution. And by then, when Mike called me, I had already started talking, thinking in my mind what I was going to say today. And it came from a friend of mine named Judy. And Judy and I have known each other since both of us lived in Minnesota. And Judy's a retired police officer. She was a police trainer. She had she lived in Washington, D.C. at some point and worked for the federal government and trained all around the United States. When she was in Minnesota, she asked me to, to help train uh, both correctional officers and deputy sheriffs in the local jails. And when I did that, I, I always thought of my story. And Judy said her message to me when she, she sent the message, said, hey, I'm just thinking about you. The death of Mr. Floyd brought up so many memories of our discussions and what happened in your own life. Just want to let you know that I was thinking about you. That's the type of situation that you have when you are good friends with a police officer or former police officer. And when I started remembering about the stories that I used to tell people who were going to become police officers, I decided I was going to send a message to Officer Tim. For those that don't know Officer Tim, that's my wife Marla's son, technically my stepson, but I consider him my son. And while I talk about Officer Tim, I, I asked Jeff to put up a painting that Marla painted on behalf for Officer Tim. It's her perspective that we as people should come together, pray with the, the pre the pray. Pray with the police as if we have the innocence of a child. Pray with the police as if we 
don't have the jadedness that came with our society, the unforgiveness that's our society. society. We should be the ones touching our hands upon the police, and the police need to be the ones kneeling down saying thank you. Thank you for, for being with us. Thank you for uniting with us, praying to God. What, what, what did, did uh, David say in Psalm 133? In, in Psalm 133, David said, how good it is that we are united as one. The blessings are flowing down. A priest and a young boy asking for the blessings to come down. So when I thought about the experience I used to send to the sheriff's uh, association where we got ready to train new, new sheriffs, and I used to tell about my experiences, and some of the people came up afterwards and they said, boy, that really helped me. It gave me the opportunity to understand a different point of view. So when I approach somebody, I can think of the, what they're coming from as well as where I'm coming from. So I sent Officer Tim a message and I said, some of the officers, some of the people in law enforcement might benefit from a different perspective. And I said, thank you for giving me something to put in my message last week. And Officer Tim had already heard the message and I talked about how people like, like Officer Tim are put in jeopardy, put in harm's way because of the acts of some of the officers that uh, are doing things that are against what they believe in. And Tim gave me some information in our discussion that changed everything. In fact, when we got done talking, I said, thank you for helping me put this message together. And what happened was, Officer Tim said, if I saw what was happening to your Uncle Levi, and if you remember from the message, my Uncle Levi was lynched for standing up for justice. And, and Officer Tim said, if I saw what was happening to your Uncle Levi, I would have done everything I could have to stop it. And every police officer I personally know would do the same thing. And I responded to Tim. I said, I know you would. That was my response. And then Tim asked me a question that I'm going to ask you in the audience. He said, would you believe me if you did not know me? I want that to sink in. I want people to reflect on that. A police officer said that he would come and fight and battle, protect your peace. Would you believe him if you did not know him? That's what we need to know. And I was wondering to myself, what, would be, what is the answer to the police that I don't know? Thinking about what Officer Tim said, it also made me wonder about those that were rioting. Did you know, did they know the police? Did, they, did the rioters know the business owners, how good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity? For there the Lord bestows his blessings, even life evermore. 
I don't believe that the people would have rioted if they knew that some of the business owners were people who came to the United States because they loved the United States, because they wanted to share their experiences from countries that they came from to increase the diversity and the joy and the beauty, the richness that exists in our world and give a place for people to gather. I wonder if they knew those people, would they have looted them? I wonder if they would have known a department store owner who decided to stay in it right in the heart of the community that was being burnt. The people that, that wanted to give back to the community, wanted everybody to have peace, wanted them to have prosperity, wanted them to be in a situation where they could have a place to come, a place to shop, a place that they can call their own. If you knew me, would you have destroyed me? is with a question that I have on behalf of the store owners. And I'm hoping that people think about that, especially if you were out there, especially if you know somebody who was looting, especially if you have people who are still angry, people who are supporting the looters. I'm hoping that you would take this message, send it to them and ask the same question. Would you do that if you knew me? People wanna attack the character of the profession I heard chief of police, Phoenix chief of police, Jerry Williams calling the, the profession that she's in a noble profession. People that have, are acting in contrary to the profession, but not the whole profession. The pro profession, Chief Williams said, is a noble profession. W would you believe her if you didn't know her? And so I want to ask you today, anybody that's watching today, I want to ask you, when was the last time you had a one-on-one -on -one conversation with the police officer. When's the last time you sat down unfiltered both ways where you told the law enforcement people your story, your distrust that you have for them, your reasons why you have distrust? When's the last time you had an unfiltered conversation where you said, can you tell me what your situation is? Can you tell me the problems that you have? Not only the problems that you have on the job, but the problems that you have on your, in your life. Because I want to come together in unity. Because I know when we come together in unity, then God's blessings are going to bestow on us forevermore. And that's the life that I want to have in my community. That's why the message today is called Repairing the Breach. My bishop describes it as healing the breach. Some other people describe it as standing in the gap. The people of the land practice extortion and committed robbery. I don't know what who Ezekiel was talking about then when he said that the people practice extortion and committed robbery, but I saw folks running out of some of the good small businesses that we have in Minneapolis and St. Paul. And I'm thinking that God was looking down on Minneapolis and St. Paul when he spoke through Ezekiel thousands of years before when he said the people practice extortion and committed robbery. They oppress the poor and the needy. Oh man, does that look like what caused the anger and the riots that were going on in our society and, and riots are going around the world? They mistreat the aliens. They denied them justice. And God said, I looked for someone who would build up the wall and would stand for me in the gap on behalf of the land, but I found none. But I found none. And God said, because I found none, 
I had to destroy the land. I had to let the land be destroyed. I had to let the riots occur. I had to let burning happen. I had to do all these things because I looked to, to, for somebody to stand in the gap. And we, if we understand what standing in the gap was, standing in the gap, what happened was cities were built inside of a fortified wall. And when that people were trying to attack the city, they would break the wall or breach the wall. That's why I call it restoring the breach, repairing the breach. And what people would do, the military and, and other people, they would stand in that gap, in that breach, in order to protect the people. And now today we have spiritual troubles and we need people willing to stand in the gap, people who are willing to physically stand and fight against the enemy, fight against the enemy of dissension, anger, frustration, hatred, dishonesty. We need people that God said, I'm looking for somebody and I found none. A word, a phrase that came to me, I woke up in the middle of the night. I, this is the first time that I woke up in the middle of the night and just a random uh, verse just, or statement just came to me. It was divinity without vulnerability. Oh, I'm going to say that again. So I know so there's a few people on here. They want to pause the, the video, so I'm going to let them pause the video. Some people like to write some things down. So I'm going to, before I go on, I'm going to say it one more time. Divinity without vulnerability. They want to claim their children of God want the blessings to flow down from Mount Hermon to Mount Zion and back up. But they're unwilling to risk their lives, unwilling to risk their relationships, unwilling to risk their status, unwilling to risk their own personal beliefs and prejudices and biases in order to stand up for God. They want divinity. They want God's blessings to come down, but they don't want the vulnerability of exposing their own weakness and their own vulnerability that exists in trying to have a relationship with somebody who's not like them. This goes each way, every way, both ways, backwards and forward. Divinity without vulnerability is impossible. Oh, I'm gonna hope that somebody, I don't care if you missed everything else. Divinity, God's blessing, God's purpose is impossible without placing yourself in a place of vulnerability. When I, when God was thinking about it, looking around, saying I looked for somebody to repair the gap and I couldn't find none, my response was, where was the church? Where is the church? I remember a young man posted on Facebook, where was God when George Floyd needed to be protected? My response to that man is, where were you? Where were you when God was looking for somebody to stand in the gap? Where were you when the, when the police needed somebody to talk to them about your, about your community, needed somebody to stand in the gap to restore the faith in the community? Where are you right now when the, the police need somebody to restore their community right now? We're asking, we want divinity without vulnerability. And we need to have more vulnerability so we can have more divinity. So I, I look out, if you're in the same way, and you're pointing your finger, saying the police need to do stuff, the police need to change, 
And I, I can say that I've been in that situation in, multi, in rooms when I was a civil rights leader standing up saying the, the police got to change. We got to change the policies. We got to change the practice. No, we got need to have God's people who believe in God's word, who understand the divinity of the Trinity to say that I will stand up and have some vulnerability because I'm going to stand in the gap. I'm going to be the one who, who says, I know the police have a credibility problem, but I'm going to be the one who's going to, going to take on the wish that my God has, the wish to bring peace, the wish to bring uh, unity, the, the repairing of the breach, the healing of the land. That's what I want to be. I want to be part of that. I don't know. Raise your hand out there. I know I'm in this room all by myself, but raise your hand if you say that's what I want. That's what I'm ready to do. I'm ready to stand up and be part of that army that stood in the gap when the, when the society's morals broke, when the people were robbing, when people's attitude said I can take from somebody else, when people said I can oppress the poor, when people said I can uh, mistreat the aliens, when people said I can blow coronavirus on the elderly and if they don't like it, they should leave. They shouldn't be around me because I, I'm more important and what I need to do is more important than their life. We need somebody right now to stand in the gap because God was looking in Ezekiel's time and God's looking at in our time in the United States of America in one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. He's looking for somebody who's willing to stand in the gap today, not just in Ezekiel's time. And he's wondering who that's going to be. And when you look in the mirror today or you look in the mirror tomorrow morning when you're getting ready to go out into the, into the world and put your mask on, because that's the last time you get to see yourself without a mask on. Then I want you to ask yourself, am I willing to have vulnerability with divinity or do I just want God to throw his divinity without any of my vulnerability? Oh, man, I think we might even almost start having church up in here in just a second. The Lord's looking, and I'm wondering where the church members are, where the church members are that are going to go sit down with the police officer, that are going to take rides with the police officer. Every church member that we have, people of God who profess to be people of God, should make that commitment. I am going to reach out to one police officer and I'm going to and that person's going to be a friend of mine. We had a police one police call to our house and the police call happened when and I'm going to talk about Jeff's wife. So if the lights go out and the camera goes off, it's because I'm, I'm talking about Jeff's wife for a second. And she was putting our, our grandson in the, the back seat and she put her purse down in the front seat of the passenger side of the front seat, closed the door in the back seat where the, where our grandson was, closed the front door in the where the where the front door was. And then she walked around to get in the car and realized that the whole car was locked. In Arizona, if you know Arizona summers, is not a place where you want anybody to be in a car locked, especially if it's 110 degrees. So somebody, somebody in the group called the police. The police come running down, and the police officer crashes the window open. And I went to the police officer. I said, where you been? This is the first time I've seen you. Where you been? And he said, people don't like it when we show up to, to their house. That attitude needs to change. I let, I let an opportunity to witness the joy and the glory of God to that police officer because I should have told him at this house, we care about you. 
Oh, put it back up, Jeff. Put that photo back up. The way we we should be as a society, we should be the ones who are willing to stand up, to, to have justice. I got a challenge when I was when I was fighting for the cause of justice in the 80s when when I spoke last time about the Asian boys that were killed by the police and I was standing up fighting for justice and I had a Catholic priest come to me and he asked me a very simple question. When was the last time you prayed for for police? I stopped right now. You know why I stopped? Because I, I, I think you should answer that same question. When is the last time you prayed for the police? And then he gave me this simple prayer and he said, Stephen, I'm going to ask you every time you see a police car, every time you see a police officer walking, I want you to say this prayer. This was in 1989 when he gave me the prayer. And I, I forget sometimes. So if any of the officers, I forget to say the prayer when you go by, please forgive me. But he said, dear Lord, I pray that you will give him or her the wisdom to judge others as you judge us. Place your hand of protection over them that they may return to their family safely. So he said, that's a simple prayer. It doesn't stop anything you're doing. You can keep on going. And he said, what would happen if the entire nation said that prayer? Ask God's wisdom to come down on the law enforcement when they're having to, to go to very difficult places that God's wisdom would guide them and God's protection would be on them so that they would know that they're coming home safely. I think that's what God wants for our country. Oh, man. Sorry, Bishop. I think I'm preaching, preaching some politics again. I told you I wasn't going to do it. God wants this for our country. He wants to have one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. He, but our nation is under attack. If you don't think it's under attack, turn on your Facebook and you see people arguing and complaining about the right. And you see people complaining about the left and people being derogatory about the candidate who's running against the current president and calling the, the candidate Cedar Joe and calling the other one uh, burn spur, burn, 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 Bone Spurs uh, Orange. You know, we, that's, the, that's the nation that we are in right now. Left versus, versus right. Republicans versus Democrats. And I'm going to say this right now. If you know me, would you believe me? And I think that I've worked both in Democrat administrations and in Republican administrations, and I've known people in both, and I can say that there's good people in, the, in one side and good people in the other side. I've worked in different communities as a lawyer, and I can tell you that there's good people in each community and bad people in each community. There's good police officers and bad police officers, but the one thing that we do know is that we are under attack spiritually and we need God's people to stand in the gap. And I'm hoping that there's somebody who is willing to stand in the gap for the police officers, stand in the gap for your community, be the one that says, I'm the one that's going to be praying. I was running. Yeah, it's a couple years ago because you, you see I don't run as much as I used to. But I was running one time and I ran past a, rest, a restaurant and I saw some police cars out front. And I remembered what the priest told me I needed to do. And so I was running by and I couldn't go in to pray with them because they probably wouldn't have let me in in the condition that I was running in. So I stopped outside and I got their attention, waved to them. You know, I, I, I came up to Catholic school. To, so the nuns treated me right. I said, just like this, raised my hand to the sky, pointed to them, 
shook my head. They shook their head, and we went off. They kept doing what they did. I kept doing what I did. I said that prayer, dear Lord, please protect them. Give them the wisdom that, that you use to judge us. Give them that same wisdom as they judge others. Put your hand of protection over them so they may home, re, re arrive home to their family safely. That's what we need. We need people willing to stand in the gap. You heard me angry last, last Sunday. Well, I'm angry still today, but I'm angry for another reason. Remember, I said I was angry most at myself because I'm supposed to preach peace. I'm supposed to preach unity. Well, I jumped back out of that anger, and I jumped in today, and I'm preaching unity. I'm preaching standing in the gap. I'm preaching having the, the blessings of God flow down on a nation to bring us back to unity. So before you push that button today on Facebook where your, your, is gonna, your message is attacking somebody else, remember, I'm moving out of the way one more time, Jeff, and then I'm going to bring it home. Remember what the, the, the word of God says. I'm looking for somebody willing to stand in the gap, and I found none. It went before you're getting ready to criticize somebody or some political party or some other group. Remember what God's word said in his psalm through David. David's singing a song. I hope it sticks in your mind like it sticks in my mind. Shoot me a message on uh, Facebook or something if you wake up in the middle of the night trying to sing it. And if you could sing on, on key and you know my phone number, go ahead and sing the song psalm into, my, into a voicemail so when I wake up, I can at least listen to it on key. How beautiful it is when God's people are united. It's as if oil is flowing down. God's promise flowing down. His blessing flowing down like holy oil going over the entire community so that the community receives the blessings from God coming down. And in unity, we rise up as a people of God, sending the blessings back up to God. It's a circular motion. God's blessing, God's kingdom come, his will be done. Where? On earth, as it is in heaven, in the, the, the great Mount Zion, in the sky, his blessings coming down to us. That's where we want to be. We want to be in a situation where we tell the Lord, Lord, lead us, forgive us our sins as we forgive others, as we forgive police, as we forgive the robbers who broke into the, the small business's house we forgive, ask God to forgive us as we forgive those who trespassed against us and lead us not into temptation, the temptation of dissension, the temptation of hate, the temptation of violence, but deliver us from evil, the evil that is breaking down our community so your glory will shine, so your love will shine, your unity will shine, your blessings will shine and will touch us forever and ever. Amen. 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 Thank you for listening today. Thank you to all our guests. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Stephen Zachary Minister Gilbert, the Arizona Message Ministry on Facebook. And feel free to send me an email to the message2.us or to my private website, stephenzachary.com. Thank you to Haribo Books for supporting us. That's haribobooks.com. Look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks.